Quick, come up with something funny to say. Hello? Yo. Bort. Oh, that's really cool. Somehow I think you're lying. Uh-huh. Oh, fail. Oh. Ah! Bad Philosophy, episode 65, recorded on May 19th, 2010. Whoa. Hello everyone, welcome in. One, two, bad philosophy. Upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time. This is our 65th episode, everybody. We are back uh, all in different locations now. The uh, The school year has ended. Finals are complete. I have graduated. Uh, many exciting things not have happened. And... Uh, me, myself, and I uh, are joined today by Kevin Saunders, live from Dallas, Texas, actually. Oh, well, grapevine, grapevine, Texas, actually. Yeah, yeah. All, all you, uh, all you Dallasonians or whatever you call yourselves, like to uh, differentiate. I don't call myself little. that because I'm not from Dallas. You are from the Greater Dallas area, my friend. And as actually, much I'm as from you the like Greater Fort Worth area, if you're going to pick one. But even then, it's not, Grapevine's not really a suburb; it's its own place. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's swallowed in the ever-growing thing that is Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, whatever. You can only you can only hold your independence so long. And uh, joining us from Amarillo, Texas, is Lubbock. Oh, you're actually I'm, in Lubbock. Yeah, I'm actually oh, in Lubbock. Right. Well, you know, an Amarillian, but currently in Lubbock is uh, Brian Mitchell. Amarillian. Amarillian. Amarillian, I believe, is the actual Amarillian. term, but I don't really know. But Amarillian has alien in it, which makes me happy. Then well, I'm going to let you use that term. Yeah, let's go ahead and. and uh, We'll, we'll just let Kevin be happy then. And uh, so, Brian, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm just hanging out. Chilling? Yeah. All right. Literally, actually, this room is fa- fairly cold, but oh. I was... Hi, I'm, I'm sorry. Would, would, you, would you like a blanket? Uh, actually, I could reach behind me and grab one. In fact, I'm doing that right now. Oh, Go okay. for it. We'll wait. I'm good. Are you warm okay. now? Cool. I'm, I'm nice and toasty warm. Well, um, that's a good thing, because today we are going to talk about uh, other things that uh, give you warm, fuzzy feelings, among you know, many different sensations. Uh, Kevin brought up this topic to me uh, yesterday in, uh, in lieu of talking about Lost, which we shall do next week after the series has concluded and after Kevin has caught up on it via Hulu. Yeah. I'm only, um, you know, 30 episodes behind oh that's totally doable you know average uh what uh, six episodes a day six or seven um well there's five days left between now and the finale mm-hmm. i'm including the day the finale airs i've already watched seven episodes today so if you take out that as 37 and then over five days means i have to watch at least seven a day preferably more to catch up okay and uh, you know you don't have anything else to do, so that's that's uh, that's pretty yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I'm doing it because I can. Uh, Which is always very a great good way reason. To do, a great reason to do any, anything. Exactly. And of course, I, I will say that I wouldn't have done it had not I realized that Hulu had put all of the episodes online for free until the finale airs. Mm-hmm. So that's I had no choice. You're going to need to have with Lost. Hmm. Well, uh, you know something else that uh, that you should do just because you can? Um, psychotropic drugs. 
Dun, dun, dun. That's the second time in this episode that you've made a, a lousy segue to psychotropic drugs. You I seem know. interested. I, I'm very interested, actually. In, I, I don't not, think he finished quite. I don't think he quite finished the segue the first time. Yeah, well, no, you he, know, was, was, he was getting there. Yeah, I was, I was working my way around to it, and uh, and here we are. So uh, you know, down the rabbit trail <laughs> we go. Hi ho. Yeah, so uh, Kevin brought up this topic of, uh, you know, talking about mind-altering substances and the, the philosophy behind them. And uh, there are actually some pretty interesting things we can talk about related to uh, mind-altering substances. And uh, as I was thinking sort of about where to start on this topic, I figured, well, okay, so we assume that uh, psychotropic drugs or uh, mind-turning drugs uh, do something to the mind. But what the heck is the mind? I want to open it up to y'all. We've done that I... one, didn't we? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but uh, you know, helps to review and kind of kind of establish some basic premises here before we get too far. Which is good because I probably haven't heard it. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess I'll open it up with my philosophical expertise. Uh, there are basically two approaches you can take, and I, I mean, really, basically, uh, you can take either a monist approach to philosophy of mind or a uh, dualist approach. Uh, Monism basically says uh, that the mind and the brain uh, are identical. They are, they are of one substance, uh, whether it is a, uh, an ethereal substance uh, like, a, like a soul or whether it is a uh, physical substance like, uh, you know, just brain matter. Uh, Monist says uh, they're, they're one and the same thing. Now, a dualist says that uh, mind and brain are two different things. Uh, so the, the brain, for instance, is maybe a, a physical uh, container for a uh, soul, uh, an ethereal, spiritual, whatever you want to call it, uh, entity that resides in the body uh, and is connected somehow to the, to the brain, to the physical substance. Uh, so these are two approaches you can take, and uh, you can either be uh, a reductive physicalist. R- really, nowadays, it, it breaks down to two, two camps. The reductive physicalists, uh, which are, you know, they basically say that everything that appears to be soul-like with the mind can be reduced to a biological function. Uh, but that ultimately everything is physical. And then you have the non-reductive physicalists, which uh, don't have quite as strong a position. They basically say that the the mind is something that uh, supervenes upon the brain, and uh, supervenience would take a lot longer to explain than I care to right now. Uh, but basically that, that the mind kind of kind of sits on top of the brain or, or uh, emerges from it, in, in a sense. Sits outside. Not outside. Um, Both forms of physicalism basically say that this whole uh, ethereal, spiritual, soul idea is bullshit. Um, But they take sort of a different approach to to the physicalist solution. Uh, You know, I I would, of course, be uh, down for considering uh, dualist uh, philosophy in this discussion. But I just want to point out to you all real quick that it's not really that widely accepted within the philosophical literature these days. It's okay. This is bad philosophy. We don't have to widely accept it. Yeah, anything. you know, uh, Descartes uh, is, is was a very famous uh, dualist, um, and he's he's kind of our poster child. So, uh, you know, I think it'd be worth mentioning that uh, he believed firmly in the soul-brain uh, distinction. Um, he believed that the uh, the very mysterious pineal gland acted as sort of a um, sort of a black box, kind of a, a connection between the spiritual and physical realms, and is where the where the soul kind of anchored itself to the body. Well, we we now know better, so uh, 
that truly is bad philosophy, but, you know, worth mentioning. So anyway, uh, the, the point of all, all let's that, I guess... Let's get to the drugs. Yeah, let's get to the drugs. So, uh, you know, whatever you think of the mind uh, or the brain, uh, it's clear that uh, certain things within nature that we can uh, ingest into our bodies can, uh, you know, kind of change how we think, you know, maybe, uh, maybe make us think that the, the world is a beautiful place or a scary place or a slower place or a faster place. Uh, you know, some common psychotropics that, you know, folks don't really consider. I mean, we, you know, we commonly think of illegal drugs like pot and uh, opiates and uh, cocaine and all that. But uh, it's it's important to LSD. point out that, yeah, LSD, acid, how, how could we forget acid? <laughs> uh, but it's important to point out that things <laughs> like... A lot of acid heads have forgotten acid. They just didn't remember. They forgot it. <laughs> a, a, true, a true fact, as, as you would say. Uh, yes. But it's important to remember, too, that we got psychotropics all around us. Uh, I mean, Zoloft, depression medication, uh, even common things like alcohol and caffeine are psychotropic drugs. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they alter our, our perception of, uh, of the world by you know, changing our, our brain's chemistry uh, slightly or, or dramatically, depending on uh, how much we indulge in them. So uh, I guess one of the first things we should talk about is um, is sort of the... Well, well, the thing that I that first leapt to mind when you brought this up, Kevin, was the idea of uh, well, you, you specifically put it as mind-altering substances. I did. Um, so let's talk first off about whether we think this effect is something that that actually alters the mind itself, or maybe alters uh, something in between the mind and reality. Sort of like you know, putting a filter, putting on some sunglasses rather than you know, dyeing your eye iris or something. But dyeing your iris would just make your eyes funny colors. You wouldn't see anything any differently. Yeah, okay. Let's let's say uh, putting on sunglasses versus... Uh, oh, yeah, I, I can't even... Lobotomy? Uh, yeah, versus the lobotomy. Yeah, physically. But, but again, I mean, we're making... When we say these things, we're making certain assumptions, like the fact that the mind is the brain at some point. But, but let's say... Um, Let's try to take that out of out of the question at this point, and just ask whether the the substances alter the mind itself, or just uh, put some, some kind of filter in between the mind and the world. What do y'all think? Are, now we are separate. Are we? We're talking mind as opposed to brain because we know they when they do physically. There is a chemical reaction that takes place yeah. in a purely physical standpoint. Well, and that's so where we're, it we're makes looking it, past that. Yeah. Well, and that's where it kind of gets tricky because you if you're uh if you're a dualist then you say oh well of course the uh you know the drugs alter the brain but those aren't really altering you know the mind that exists separate from the brain or or uh you know supervenes on the brain or whatever uh whereas a, an identity uh theorist or 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 reductive physicalist would say uh no i mean of course if you alter the brain you alter the mind because they're the same thing so I, I guess it would be I would be interested in knowing where y'all fall on that whole question. Well, that's mind interesting. Um, I hadn't really thought about physically pinning down the mind. Well, yeah, I mean, you like can that. do that. You can do that easily enough. You know, you just you know, pop it out of somebody's head and you need a big stick. stick. A yeah, that's the first <laughs> start. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I'll have to hunt one down. But what do you think, Brian? I mean, where where do you fall on that uh, on the dualist or monist? side um hmm probably have to go mostly monist okay mind is brain brain is mind 
Brain and brain, what is brain? Yes, brains. Lots of them. Okay. And Kevin, what about you? Um, I'm I'm probably a monist, um, but I'm probably not a reductive physicalist. Okay. Um, just just because just because you want to make life hard for yourself, right? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I never want anything too easy. But yeah. it's one of those things that I kind of go off of, to some extent, observation. Um, and I'm not a geneticist, but that doesn't stop me from having opinions on anything. And the, the truly minuscule differences between us and our nearest genetic friends, cousins, whatever you want to call them, chimps, um, or monkeys or apes. So I know they're all different. I don't know which one we're closest to. And the vastly different things that we have accomplished tends to tends to say to me that there there must that change must be important. Because of that I'm I'm more on the second half of that spectrum. You know, be it emergence theory or whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. Now that being said I do think mind-altering drugs do affect your brain um, in a very real chemical sense. I think that's kind of indisputable. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something empirical. We can look at the chemical processes and, and say, yeah, obviously. I mean, there, there are entire industries built on it, and I'm not just talking about you know the CD guys behind the elementary school. Right. Uh, you know, the, you, you look at um, pharmaceuticals, you know, the, the legalized drugs, and you know all of the, the things we have for depression, just to pick one that are out on the market that we know exi- we know generally how they work and it is through you know chemical chemically changing the brain mm-hmm. and having and th- that having vast differences on personality and who they are um which was the, the thing that's interesting to me is um and i kind of had a similar discussion earlier with somebody else but is if if you change and this kind of goes to identity theory, but if you change the mind through a mind-altering substance, even if that is just caffeine, do you change the person? Right, at least temporarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say, uh, I would say very much yes. Um, I, you know, how many times have we heard somebody say, you know, coming out of uh, a drunken haze, oh well, you know, I wasn't myself when I did that <laughs> or, uh, that really or is that just on, an excuse it really depends it, on whether you want to pin the person down to their personality traits themselves which are then altered during the in the latest example a booze fest uh-huh. although I've heard um, and I kind of like the idea just because it matches with what I've seen that I, I've heard alcohol called a personality enhancer <laughs> in that it doesn't change who you are but it it certainly makes who you are bigger. If you talk a lot and you drink, and then you drink excessively, you will probably talk more. Um, it, whereas if you know you're you're probably a shy, reclusive person, you will get you know even shyer. You just kind of sit back and and don't have any reason to say anything. You might sit and laugh, but and, and of course this isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I've seen this um, in my, shall we say younger days <laughs> experiments <clears throat> yeah well and, For and, and you can you can think of it that way but i i think that's that's an issue of semantics more than anything um clearly 
the person on alcohol or the person on a significant amount of caffeine uh, not only behaves differently, but you know I would say thinks differently as well. Um, we know that it, it changes folks' ability to reason uh, properly, to make uh, to make rational decisions, uh, to control emotion, all these other things. Um, and that's you know kind of the interesting thing about drugs is they each do different. They, they change in different ways. These these various factors. Um, but clearly, clearly, uh, behavior is part of uh, personality. And if you know you're changing behavior, you're changing somebody's personality. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, I don't think it's a question of, of the fact that it, it changes. It maybe doesn't change uh, who the person is uh, normally, uh, but it does. It does change who they are in that for that uh, period of time that the drug has the effect. Yeah. Well, what about um, longer-lasting effects? I mean, we've we've seen. Um, I mean, it's it's not hard to see drugs, particularly the the more illicit drugs, having long-term effects on people. But even something like marijuana, which is fat-soluble, gets stored in the brain, or the THC gets stored in the brain yeah. for extended periods of time. And so, are these these minor changes significant enough? You know that it's an issue that it's that you know if you don't want to change yourself at all you know you can't smoke a joint and then be better two weeks later mm-hmm. well and there there are varying studies on on the long-term effects in, in those areas and there's certainly nothing conclusive i don't think in the literature about it um uh, well i can I'm, I'm speaking from the experience of a, of a good friend of mine who worked in a rehab center for a very long time right I mean, it clearly uh, who, it, it does change i mean alcohol obviously changes people too over a long period and mm-hmm. caffeine addiction too um kind of the expectation with certain pharmaceuticals is that with uh with therapy you know with with drug therapy that you can train out uh things like depression or uh anxiety or you know these various other things uh with with long-term drug treatment that it sort of you know sets in and, and the person does become different but but i think then then the next question is um whether we think that uh how Use of mind-altering substances jives with free will. You know, we, we uh, I think as humans tend to pretty highly value our uh, ability to make free and independent decisions about our own destinies, about you know what kind of sandwich we're going to eat for lunch, and you know what color TV we're going to buy, and you know all this other stuff. Do people care about the color of their TV? Yeah, some people. You I know, would. Uh, silver, black. I mean, it's it's a very it's a very important decision. You know, you got you got to go with the. Uh, what a red you know, television. Hmm? I've, n- I've never thought about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. I that's an interesting question. Well, I just assume TVs are black. Not all TVs. Not all TVs. That's weird. Well, I mean, and by thinking about it, we had a you know a almost wood paneled TV back in the day here. Mm-hmm. But my my, you know, TV is not the box it comes in. It is the the stuff that comes out of it. Sure. I, I guess so. a better analogy would be, uh, you know, wall color or things like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, we value our ability to, to make these decisions in everyday life and kind of, you know, control things uh, to an extent. Um, now, without getting into a discussion of free will, which I, I think we've we have talked about before on this show, uh, I forget the name of the episode, but look it up. We've touched people on it. who are listening. <laughs> uh, Mind altering substances are 
in many cases a um, you know a choice. You know, we we choose to drink, we choose to uh, choose to do drugs, or you know, take prescription medication, smoke, smoke whatever. I mean, even even nicotine is probably one of the most common drugs. Yeah, and and now you can actually get it in. Um, without the cigarette. Have you seen these new things? The e-cigarettes? I see them sold at the mall. Yeah. Um, they're um, like the, uh, vaporizers for They're for basically nicotine, nicotine vaporizers. Yeah. But um, I, think I, I think they're really cool. I think someone took it further and even um, made like little mint, thing, mint, mint things that had wow. uh, nicotine in them. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, you can get nicotine gum, nicotine mints. Um, you know, you got to get the patch, just put it right into your bloodstream, all that sort of stuff, yeah. which, you know, is, is meant to help people stop smoking. But I think I think it's really interesting that these are coming out now just because they now it now looks like you're smoking yeah. when you're using an e-cigarette, which, of course, um, the lawmakers are not happy about because they're saying it will encourage kids to start smoking because... Because what is a kid going to buy when if he if he wants to try smoking the you know fifty plus dollar e cigarette or the three dollar pack behind the counter at the local gas station? Well, I would hope neither. <laughs> but uh, you know, saying, but if a kid's going to start smoking, which one's he going to buy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's an issue for another day. But I think uh, yeah. the, the point I was getting at, in a roundabout Sorry. way, is uh, you know when we choose to uh, when we choose to alter our minds, we essentially choose to give up uh, a degree of our free will. Uh, certainly, we, with uh, with alcohol and uh, with certain dissociative drugs like uh, um, nitrous nitrous oxide, I believe. Um, where, where you only the dentist. Yeah, or you, mm-hmm. you get like uh, I think um, people will buy like boxes of the uh, the the aerosol uh, can. Yeah, that's yeah, that's stuff. not nitrous in that. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, yeah, are you like the canned air that like blows off your computer keyboard? No, it's a different one. Like uh, what's used for um, what's used for whipped cream. Uh, that might be nitrous. Yeah, uh, I believe it's, it's the canned air is a different off. accelerant. It's, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to the uh, to the aerosol. Um, I can't. I can't think of it at this point. But anyways, uh, certain dissociatives um, will definitely remove your ability to make free choice, or at least make uh, make free choices rational consistent. Choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. rational choices uh, or choices consistent with the real you. You know, the the unaltered you. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, at least I, who's to say that's the real you <laughs> well it's at what least, is real what is the real <laughs> you well and that's a good question too i mean we you know we can alter our 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 body chemistry pretty easily just through the things we eat um mm-hmm. you know the eating more you know fattier oilier substances t- tends to make us you know more uh apathetic and um you know Various things like that, but I mean, those are those are relatively minor changes. Obviously, when you when you take acid, you're immediately going to be very different from the person you were before you took acid, uh, <laughs> and, and in and in ways that into I, mean, I would say removes uh, removes a degree of free will. Um, so I was trying... I don't I don't necessarily that I know that I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would say it removes free will, though. I would say it maybe alters your will mm-hmm. because you're still making decisions. 
but you are not making the decisions that a a previous version of you without this alteration would have made. Right. But um, but we're we're kind that. of separating this this drugged person and this undrugged person as two different people. But, and, and I think this goes back to the question of, of mind and brain itself, uh, it, isn't that, that person on the drugs, it, it really, I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, as far as the brain structure goes, it is the same person. Um, you know the same physical structure of the brain, but the you know the specific chemical processes are processes are a little bit different. Um, I mean, hell, we we could go down the road and talk about identity. You know, is yeah, you know, the, it's it's not you, but it's like a, a slightly different you. Uh, when you're, <laughs> you know, your brain and your brain on drugs, it's it's not quite you, but it's still it's still you to a certain extent. I mean, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what about the issue of responsibility? Do y'all think that, that the actions that, um, that one takes, say, on, you know, high, high degree of alcohol or, uh, or, you know, acid, let's say, um, that the person should be responsible for those actions? Uh, you know, if, if it truly is, you know, a slightly different person uh, that's doing those things, you know, can we really hold them responsible for those actions? There's a right answer to this, but I want to see if y'all come to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, At least there's, there's a do. yeah, there's a legal there's a legal answer to this, but I want to see if y'all can guess it. Well, legally we do, but I don't know if that means we should. So if it's a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde sort of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, like for for, for instance, what, what do y'all what do y'all think is a specific answer in the precedent? I guess I sort of hinted at it earlier. I missed the hint, but that's uh. okay. Well, okay, I'm done being pretentious. Uh, it, it, it basically, uh, because the person chooses to alter themselves, then they have chosen to, to be responsible for any actions that they take when altered. I think it's yeah. pretty much how it's spelled out in the law. Probably. But should, right. should that be the case? I mean, we don't, uh, we but don't can you, hold... Can you... Oh, here's a, here's a question. I mean, if if you're not going to know the consequences of your actions, and again, there's a, there's an answer legally for this, of uh, you know you can be you're held responsible whether you knew it was going to happen or not, right? If you're responsible, but I'm saying you know if if I'm going to, you know, Jimmy comes along and says, "Dude, smoke this joint; it will make you sit on the couch and do nothing for six hours." Yeah, but you'll love it. And then, I smoke the joint but instead of sitting on the couch for six hours i run around naked outside and that's get arrested for streaking <laughs> i didn't expect that to happen and there was no way I, I should have expected that to happen because generally marijuana is known to be a depressant but you know i reacted funny to it because people do react differently to different drugs so legally i'm still being held responsible but i wouldn't have ever known that that would have been a potential outcome even yeah you know, if if there's a big button on a wall, and no no warning that says this button will destroy the island, because I've been watching Lost, <laughs> um, and I push it, am I responsible for destroying the island? How, does how about, it does intense matter? How about this button will uh, will kill a thousand kittens? We'll really oh, bring I don't it home kill there. kittens. Because you know That's nobody sad. cares about the island, but yeah, yeah, people care about kittens. You know, I do like kittens a yes. lot. Especially a thousand of them. Can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of kittens. 
Let's let what do you think, Brian? Place to kill. Talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're a cat family, Brian. Do, do you like kittens? I don't know, not kittens that much. Fleet develops <laughs> cats, yes. Okay. Really? You prefer cats over kittens? Yes. Yeah, that intrigues uh, me. Because kittens, they still scratch everything, and uh, they have kittens a very high-pitched meow. Yeah, they aren't trained. They're mature. <laughs> oh, my um, cat's trained. <laughs> is your kitten, was it trained as a kitten, though? <laughs> no. No, exactly. But, um, you know, that, that kind of brings us back around to the whole question, too. Um, you know, there are, there are a lot of things I did as a kid that, uh, you know, I remember that I'm, I'm really not proud of. And, uh, you know, we tend, to, we tend to excuse the actions of minors, legally and socially, as, you know, because they're not fully developed beings. And, um, and yet we don't really excuse uh, the actions of people on mind-altering substances, even though, uh, you know, to be honest, some of the actions that people do on drugs are pretty childish. <laughs> it uh, removes the context of the actions they're taking, I guess. Yeah. But um, uh, as far as the giant button on the wall with no label that kills a thousand kittens, um, that's a very odd situation, and I would rather hold the person who installed the button responsible. <laughs> <laughs> who would make a button that does that? Right, and didn't rather than the person label who pushed it. it. Yeah. Who put the cat in Schrodinger's box anyway? It was <laughs> yeah. horrible. That poor cat. Yeah, get that cat out of there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Extra tenacity. <laughs> but um, but that's yeah, that's a good point. And, and and actually, we can't really talk about the issue of responsibility without talking about causality and. And that's a that's a big crazy yeah. and not when you've fun been, game. And when you're indeed. really high, causality. <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Right. It, it it doesn't come to you. <laughs> right. You don't know what your actions are going to be. But um, I'm curious about, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about and kind of get your guys' opinions on why, or, or if you think, because we have made certain mind-altering drugs much more readily accessible than others. <laughs> and if... I mean, you know, what do you think the rationale behind that is, and do you think there there is a difference? And and if if that difference is such that you know this is okay, but this isn't. Uh, you mean like the fact that we have alcohol legal and marijuana not, for instance? I I was actually thinking I was thinking caffeine, okay, um, and nicotine, just because, or not, caffeine in particular, you know, six year olds can buy caffeine. Sure. And, and I mean, caffeine is a pretty addictive substances uh, uh, substance as mind altering substances go. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it, mm-hmm. uh, you know you can build up an addiction pretty fast, and it takes more and more to actually get the the caffeine high or the caffeine effect. Um, the longer you have it, same thing with nicotine. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's um, it's a conundrum. I think it's it was a rather arbitrary decision because. Uh, caffeine sort of made its way into our everyday lives uh, in a way that maybe marijuana didn't, or or it made its way into the lives of the lawmakers. <laughs> I think, but I, I think the, one uh, of the things the citizens. I know. I think for at least alcohol and nicotine, um, it was that they were there long before we dis- we discovered and processed LSD or 
we uh, cultivated marijuana. Well, no, I would I would say no because uh, I mean peyote. Well, has LSD been around was for, made in the seventies. Yeah, and certainly the the designer drugs. Yeah, are, are fairly recent, but things like uh, things like peyote have existed for thousands of years. Uh, there was some Indian substance. Uh, that we don't really know what it is anymore, and it may not even be around anymore. But uh, you know, the priests used way back in the day. I mean, uh, okay, quick question, just because this is a, this is a thing, and this is tangential. But when you say Indian, do you mean Native American? Or do you uh, mean Indian? Sorry, Hindu. Yeah. Hindu. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was I I was I was thinking Hin- I was thinking that Indian because that's what I think of when people say Indian now. But yeah. Just to clarify, because we don't live in a society where that's an easy distinction. No, not yet, unfortunately. Continue. Yeah. No, I'll say Native American if, if I mean American Indian. Well, I figured you would, but yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yes. God, after reading, uh, after reading Ceremony, are you familiar with, with the book? Uh, no, but I did just yeah. make it through a class on post-colonialism. Oh, boy. So I'm very aware of these things anyway and all the terrible things the white man has done across the universe. Yeah, Le- Leslie Marvin Silco. Um, yeah, don't go anywhere near her stuff. It's, okay. it's really not worth it. <laughs> but it's, it's highly regarded in the modern literature circle. So Don't go without some mind-altering drugs first. <laughs> right. It would, make a, it would make her stuff at least tolerable, I think. Uh, but, uh, so because but she, it makes everything tolerable? <laughs> but anyways, I, I think so. Maybe. I think it's it's not quite a fair uh, a fair statement to make, though, Brian. That that coffee has somehow been around longer than weed. I mean, these these well, substances I, have been I, around. I left out for a long caffeine time. because I wasn't sure the date of discovery of the coffee bean. And well, tea was around too. Right, tea has a certain amount of caffeine as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you wonder why tea like, time is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. No. Mentioning a pick uh, me up. stuff likening uh, opium and such like that. Yeah, that yeah. opiates have been around forever, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's the facility of alcohol. I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I had a point, and then I thought for a second, and then I lost the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, just don't see opium dens anymore. That's not, a, that's not as much of a thing. Not on this side of the world. <laughs> I don't think it's a I'm thing sure. on that side of the world either. Uh, I think we've moved on from opium. I, I'm not saying people don't still smoke opium, but I don't think we right. have the same, you know, that classy smoke-filled room where guys are starving to death while smoking a pipe in the back. I guess <laughs> I guess those are still around. It's just not opium. Right. Yeah, it's just more powerful stuff sweet. came around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Except, uh, you know, the one good thing about a weed binge is, is you bring a lot of food along with you. And if you don't bring a lot of food, you, you're not doing it right. <laughs> um, so you better not be starving as you're smoking. <laughs> on, the, on the weed or the opium? Um, either of them, <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah, prepare, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to talk about something that's not so hypothetical, which is, uh, you know, this um, well, this arbitrary distinction that we have, you know, between the the legal and and uh, and criminal drugs, mm-hmm. uh, is starting to blur. Uh, you know, we we had uh, prohibition here in the United States less than a hundred years ago, yep. which still baffles me. Um, well, it's okay. We had pro laws forty years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, and, but I was reading recently this this article that sort of compared the the prohibition era U.S. to the current. Uh, you know, criminalized marijuana mm-hmm. environment, and uh, compare specifically the uh, drug stores 
quote, quote unquote, in the, the Prohibition era to the mar- medical marijuana dispensaries mm-hmm. of uh, Denver and California now. And uh, there's a surprising number of, of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I mean, just seeing like the Daily Show special on the the dispenser, dispensaries in Denver was eye opening. Uh, it really was kind of a glimpse into an alternate reality where marijuana was legal. <laughs> and I mean, for these stores, it pretty much is because you know, just like the the fact that the quote drug stores sold all of the name brand. Uh, liquor items with a little label that said "great for medicinal purposes." Um, all of these, uh, all of these dispensaries are selling all of the different varieties of weeds with the little label purposes. that says, "you know, great for medicinal purposes." So, you know, really, do we? Well, have as of any? as of right now, you do still have to find somebody with a medical license to sign off. Yeah, but just then as now, it's, you know, finding a certain kind of doctor who will take, you know, 20 bucks and give you a little card. Uh, it's really not that difficult. Yeah, I mean, not saying it's not, it's not, it's not there, but, you know, we do yeah. still, we do have that little bit of attempt to keep them separated. <laughs> But it, it's it looks just as ridiculous now as it did in the Prohibition era, and I think we are we are less than ten years away from going. Okay, really, let's just decriminalize the darn thing. It could happen. I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm in favor of all legalization of all um, things. Not just mind altering substances, right? Even. Because what what it does, I think it's it's uh, it goes against um, something that Mill John Stuart Mill was uh, was big on fighting, which is uh, paternalism. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the government basically saying we know what's what's right for you, we know what's good for you, and we're gonna we're gonna tell you yeah. and force you to basically do the right thing for for your body or your mind or yeah. whatever. Although the thing that bothers not, me now um, that that's happening. That's that is that is that, but is being yeah. but is being done in a much sneakier way, is um, the the quote unquote sin tax on things like tobacco, yeah, um, where we're going to charge you an extra three bucks, and be- because and it's something that I wrote on a guy's blog like a year ago, when I I, was, <laughs> I, I put that kind of he was he was complaining about something. And this guy was super left-wing, super uh, democratic, democratic, and <laughs> uh, and so I and I, I wanted to respond just because he, it, what he'd seen was that upset him. I don't know what it was, but I was talking about um, how government intervention through sin taxes is inherently contradictory hmm. because. They, they, they say the two things, two reasons we can do this is A, um, we don't want people to do this as much, so if we charge them more, fewer people will do it. That's supply and demand. That's basic economics. And I'm not yeah. disagreeing with it. I'm not saying the more something costs, um, the fewer people will buy it. Now, that is falsely raising the price of it, which is problematic in and of itself in economics, but I don't know much about economics, so I know it's bad. But then on the other hand, so they, so they say, we'll stop people from smoking because smoking is bad by charging more. So that's, that's our goal. Yay, we're stopping smokers. On the other hand, they want this money. They're saying, well, we need, if, if a government is trying to make as much money as they can, and they are, they, they want people, as many people to buy cigarettes as they possibly can with this exorbitant tax on it. So that's more, every time somebody buys a pack of cigarettes, that's three bucks in their pocket. So right. if they were to stop people from smoking, all of that money would go away. 
So their first goal is contradictory with the second goal, or the second goal is contradictory with the first goal. And that bothers me. Yeah. The first goal is a collection, yeah, the collection, a collection of, among a collection of things that I usually find along with the phrase, but think of the children. Yeah, well, that's a terrible phrase. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So I know the parents should think of their children. Online, yes. I played this game online called Nation States. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. I have not. Okay, you run essentially a virtual nation. Cool. And every day or twice a day, depending on your setting, you uh, receive an issue that you get to make a certain number of decisions, uh, one of a certain number of decisions on. Okay. Uh, one of the most com- um, one of the ones, the first one I saw was like, uh, oh, the budget meeting is up. Who's going to receive the better share of the funding? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was one that was a direct nod to 9-11, which was okay. a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And there was like the most number of responses I'd seen in a single issue there, but a number a number of other issues that were raised had the really annoying uh, draconian measure uh, thing uh, response along with it. It was always tagged. The last line the person, the character bringing it up, would say would would be "Think of the children," <laughs> and I would always ignore it. At that point, because it's not something the greater governmental body should pardon themselves with. (laughs) But that's a different discussion. (laughs) No, but I like the way you phrased it. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's it's a valid point. I mean, uh, but but we sort of... You know, through through uh, through porn regulation and through through these these you know bans on smoking and everything that for for underage uh, individuals, it's it's the government trying to impose a certain moral belief or something on their citizenry that really should shouldn't even be a part of the law. Mm-hmm. And part of part of my, our philosophy of law class this last semester was was talking about. Uh, you know this the separation or lack thereof between uh, morality and the law, whether there should be one, whether there is one practice there is not one practice from what i 've seen in uh, some cases there is i mean it really depends on the there judge. can be uh, you, there can be you got a lot of judges out there who who will who yes, will post but, the but Ten I'm, commandments in their courtroom and you know legislate the bible from from here to kingdom come. Uh, but you got others who are very aware of this this idea that that law and morality should be separate, or at least believe that. But every time a law is made, and I'm not talking enforced on the on the judicial side, because I I think there is uh-huh. much more give on that side. But any time a law is made, especially today, it is done for the good of X. Put X group in where whatever you want. But the good of the people, the good of the government, um, whatever. Yeah. And and good here is a moral term. Um, yeah. Well, it, it can also it can also be a teleological thing, you know, for the good of the mission type of a type of a scenario. But yeah, in most cases it it, it is. You, you know, know like, we want to like produce thing, good by doing X. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I can't think of a good example, but um, well, okay. Here's a good example that I think I've talked about before. That kind of ties us back because it's about cigarettes. Um, the recent flavored cigarette ban, yeah, was was <laughs> oh, for yes. the good of the children. 
Yeah, because you know, if, if children ha- get tasty cigarettes, you know, they're just gonna keep getting more. Well, the thing is, bunch of smoking kids. it was already illegal for children to buy cigarettes. <laughs> that hasn't changed. So, at, if any child is purchasing cigarettes, they are doing it illegally, no matter what the flavor is. We've we've decided, based on an arbitrary set of moral guidelines, that children under 18 should not be allowed to buy cigarettes. Right. So we can make cigarettes that taste like everything. We can have Birdie Bots every flavored cigarettes. It's still <laughs> illegal for a child to buy them. Yes, but we've added this but... additional rule because we don't want to entice them. It's the thing is though, I mean, to be they're probably thinking practically that's not going to keep them from getting into kids' hands because parents can buy them and you know, they'll just they'll get into kids' hands anyway and yeah, kind of Well, can I show, can I show you the, the few, same thing as alcohol. Full utility of this law then? Because yeah. um not, I mean, folks are going to get them anyway. That's that's the whole well, no, thing. Not with, two with weeks making... after the flavored cigarette ban happened, and it did happen, and you can no longer find flavored cigarettes. These right. magnificent things, and I've literally seen them everywhere, called cigarillos show up, um, which <laughs> are it, it. They come in a cigarette-looking pack. And usually there's 20 of them to a pack, and they are tiny cigars that smoke like cigarettes that come in flavors <laughs> like grape and orange and strawberry. Wow. I, I have a smoker friend who didn't even realize, she's, she's from another country, didn't even realize they were different when she had them. Because somebody <laughs> bought them for her, and she thought they were flavored cigarettes because they look like it. They, they've got a brown wrapper instead of white because it's made out of tobacco, which is what makes them a cigar. <sighs> Um, which means actually you're getting a little so bit more tobacco. By changing the name, <laughs> by changing the name, they were yeah. able to get by the law. Which yeah. um, is why they, sh- which is why we should legalize everything. Let people make their own decisions. Let parents make decisions for their children. La di da di da. Drugs, yeah. okay. Drugs, okay. <laughs> and, and and I think that's really what it comes down to. Is is you know. In the interest of free will, and I, and I think, you know, we, we've lost sort of this idea, um, and, it's, and it's a very million idea, that uh, the government should only intervene in order to prevent people from harming others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, just leave them to their own, to their own liberties. Uh, it, we've sort of lost that. I mean, it's, you know, we, we forget that, that Mill was very much in the minds of the, of the Founding Fathers, and... Uh, and that they very much wanted to protect liberty as much as possible and not uh, limit it in, in every case where they, they felt like uh, people would be better off. Because, you know, maybe that's the case. Maybe, you know, it, people would be better off if they didn't smoke LSD. But that's, you know, that's up for people to realize themselves. They'll yeah. be better off if they don't eat cheeseburgers their entire life, but we don't make cheeseburgers illegal. No, there are know? those who are trying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and hey, I've had cheeseburgers that were so good that my mind was altered. <laughs> or at least your stomach, right? Well, I, hey, I felt euphoric after that cheeseburger. So yeah, they're out there. Well, that's a that's a rabbit trail. I want to go off on that for a minute here. <laughs> you know that that they like they have certain chemicals in them that are addictive and kind of euphoric, right? Sorry, 
I mean, I basically distracted by a noise. What was that? Oh, oh, was it a cheeseburger? Was, was no. Although okay. I, I could go for a cheeseburger. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> oh boy. Um, um, so let's, yeah, let's, I mean, let's the, talk the oils. <laughs> yeah, the, the oils and the um, you know something in the burgers themselves are actually uh, addictive in the same way that uh, that drugs are addictive, and you know people experience sort of sort of a, a chemical dependency on them. Well, uh, a very um, mild one. But if you ever watched. Um, Supersize Me, which there are yeah, issues with. It's in that, yeah. He talks about that. Although, if, you, if you've watched Supersize Me, I, I recommend you also go find a movie called Fathead, um, hmm. which was sort of a, a documentary response to that movie, in which the guy in that movie, Fathead, um, eats McDonald's and fast food for 30 days and loses weight. <laughs> so, um, I'm, you know, get more than one side. I enjoyed um, Super Size Me when I watched it. I haven't eaten less fast food since I watched it. But <laughs> it's, there's, uh, I think there's an equivalent, right, for for weed that's uh, super high me. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know about yeah. that one, but a guy smokes weed for thirty days. Yeah. Which, which maybe isn't that too different from his normal lifestyle. Well, I think I think he went <laughs> off of it for thirty days and then smoked it for oh, thirty days. That's that's not enough time. Again, what I can say, THC gets stored in your brain in the fat, so 30 days probably isn't enough time, but that's what happened in Super High Me as well. Right. Uh, You know, what more can we say on this? I don't know. Any any more comments, Brian? Um... Drugs are all around us. I mean, obviously, mind-altering substances are all around us. Some of them are legal, some of them are not, and... You know, it should be up to people whether you yeah, know we be responsible, folks. Yeah. If you <laughs> want to alter drink, your mind, smoke and eat responsibly. You know, if you want to alter your mind, do it in a box where no one else will be bothered by it. <laughs> yeah, don't harm anyone else. It's a good rule. Don't harm other yeah. people. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Above all, do not harm. There you go. He said in a fancy uh, way. You know, I could pull out my, my notes from uh, from ethics and, and give you some situations where doing harm actually is the right choice. <laughs> yeah, man. You're not doing a philosophy today. degree, and I'm taking computer science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a degree in theater. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Which, you know, yay. <laughs> hey, hey, but think of it this way. I'm also legally allowed to teach your children in Texas schools. <laughs> that, that's, oh god, that's scary. And once I have just, children, uh, then I can start fearing. Yeah, fair enough. Know. See, Brian, the answer is uh, that's just one more reason why I will not have kids in the state of Texas. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think we have had a, a very um, <clears throat> mind-altering discussion today. Wah wah. Uh, wah wah. <laughs> and, you know, I had to get another uh, another stupid segue in before the end. Uh, but uh, thank y'all for both both for joining us, and uh, you know we'll we'll be back next week for the uh, the inevitable lost recap. Uh, I don't think you'll be back, Brian. But uh, I'll be far away, Kevin. You from yeah, I'll be far away from that discussion. So far away from that discussion. Yeah. Um, so Brian, where can uh, where can people follow or get a hold of you? Um, let's see. I the easiest place to grab a hold of me is on Twitter. I'm on Twitter.com/slash Ice Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I believe you also have a Tumblr blog, right? I have Tumblr a tum- I have a Tumblr. It's isoldier.tumblr.com. It's an ex- it's I use it as an extension of my Twitter. 
essentially. Okay. If I ever want to write one collection of item, one collection of text, rather than break it up into separate pieces of Twitter. Right. And uh, Kevin, where can uh, where can folks follow you? Read uh, all about Twitter. Com slash Kevsand K E V S A U N D. And also, I have a very barren forum spring account under the same name. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I feel jealous because Stephen, I go on there, and Stephen has got like all of these questions from all of his adoring fans. Because, <laughs> well, to be honest, he I'm has pretty sure it's just there. one person. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think it's you, one you person. You think so? Posts about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one person well, that asks you about five questions a day. Anyway, Stephen yeah. has many more questions than me. And I'm not above admitting that I'm a little jealous. So, you know. <laughs> you know, it, I'll, I'll be honest honest it isn't that much better because they're they're kind of repetitive but. they are that although yeah. i i do make a point of generally when i get a form of spring question like writing at least you know 300 words on it <laughs> I, I, I i don't have that luxury i'm, I'm afraid. well again i get maybe one a month so <laughs> yeah i'll ask I you some more questions spring question in a while either and i'll ask them anonymously so you think you have a secret admirer how's that what <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I asked you something about Pokemon. You did. You did. Yeah. Cool. And I answered. And then you asked well, something about DS games. I did. <clears throat> Sorry, Steven's trying to end the episode. We should let him do that. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at uh, twitter.com slash s-torrence, S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E. Uh, I'm on Formspring. It's uh, formspring.me slash Captain Valor, same as my YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow this show here at twitter.com slash badphilosophy. And uh, I, I won't even plug our store because I haven't updated it in forever. But, you know, someday we might have a store again where you can buy stuff. Yay. You can buy a t-shirt with a picture of my face on it. <laughs> show your love of Kevin Saunders to the world. But uh, that is it for us. Um, go out and, and uh, make some free choices, everybody. We'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Huzzah. Follow her bow to a bridge by a fountain where rocking horse people eat marshmallow pies. Everyone smiles as you drift past the flowers that grow so incredibly high. Newspaper taxis appear on the shore waiting to take you away. Climb in the back with your head in the clouds and you're gone! Uh, well, I guess we can just go ahead and jump into it. Um, I don't know, where would be a good place to start? It's the beginning. It's a very good place to start. I swear, if one of you starts singing... Well, it's more likely to be Brian. Yeah. I don't actually know the song, so I can't. Oh, but I bet you're Googling it right now, aren't you? I was in the musical, actually. No, I'm still reading this article from Slate the Talk. It's about a program that writes music like Bach. Ah, Okay. Writes music like Bach. You know who else wrote music like Bach? Bach. 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 Bad philosophy.com. Wah wah.